Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girl. We are on week four of our Dating Devo series. We are digging into all things dating and relationships. And today we're talking about comparison Mm -hmm. and how often comparison kind of seeps into our dating lives and our single lives and even into our relationships. It's going to be an awesome conversation that we're really excited about and probably very passionate about. So, (laughs) yeah. I'll probably get on my soapbox at some point. But uh, before that, it is time for Mac and Ken's Help You Make a Move. It is our little series where you submitted your dating needs, your dating advice (laughs) needs, and we are here to answer. And I really loved the one today. When it was submitted, I was passionate about answering this one. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'm going to read it off. Okay, cool. Don't give her name, obviously. No, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, But thank you for submitting this, if this was you. We love this one. Yes, This is brave. Shout out to our girl. Okay, she said, my boyfriend and I, we've been dating for six months, just shared our first kiss. It was my first kiss ever. And the whole experience was meh. I love him and and am attracted to him. We've been talking a lot recently about getting engaged, in parentheses, not for at least six more months, though. But I'm questioning everything now because I was expecting more from my first kiss. Were, were my expectations just too high? Do I mention anything to him about it? What's my next move? Am I just being dramatic? I love all of her questions. She's panicking. I do too. <laughs> this feels like a true uh, advice column submission. <laughs> I like that she fully committed. Thank you for this. But okay, I, I loved this one because I think this is totally normal. And I yeah. was a girl who waited a long time for my first kiss. I wasn't kissing those boys in high school. I didn't even kiss a boy in college. It wasn't until post-college that I had my first kiss. And I will say my first kiss was horribly awkward and just like really weird. And I think the reason being, it doesn't matter how much you like the person, how much you love the person, you've never kissed anyone before. You don't know how to do it. You don't know what to do with your lips, with your tongue. (laughs) You don't know anything of what to do. And I think because you and your boyfriend have been together for six months, obviously, you guys have like waited a long time for this kiss. So I'm guessing there's been a lot of like probably tension bill. Yeah. Like it's maybe awkward. Like you guys are probably so comfortable around each other yet you've never kissed. And so you just, it's just going to take some time. Like it's going to take some time for it to feel normal. And I love that you said, you said in here, like, I know I love him and I know I'm attracted to him. And so I would say, yeah, give it some time. And I would be honest with my boyfriend. I would say, okay, can we talk about that kiss? That's good. That's good advice. 
not on him saying like I was awkward like oh my goodness it's a little weird laugh about it joke about it and then I think it'll make when you do kiss again like it just makes it a little more comfortable and yeah I think it gives you an environment where you're it's okay to fail and be awkward and laugh about it and then get better at it together agreed that's what you guys need to do you need to have a heart to heart you need to be like oh my gosh can I just tell you something like make it goofy make it cringy make it funny whatever just like you know like resurface it because the last thing you want to do is just to like do another kiss and it just be again awkward because you didn't talk about it so talk about it but I was going to say too I loved that you said you're attracted to him because you know I think we should be attracted to the guy that we're dating and oftentimes I think if I like chemistry with each other it could be if it's not so good it probably could be like some sort of like unattraction there which like that's probably not so good but since you said you know you think he's hot stuff I think you should just like (laughs) keep it up have that hard conversation and you know it's funny I had a little dinner party at my house recently and we actually went around and talked about our first kisses and yeah I kid you not pretty much 90% of the people there had like cringy weird not great stories for their first kiss so was it their first kiss ever or their first kiss like with their husband like their first kiss their first ever kiss yeah. ever yeah, yeah yeah that's what I was saying it's yeah. your first kiss ever who girl like you're probably not a very good kisser so you're half the story right now I don't know yeah. if there's experience with kissing but <laughs> I think that that's kind of funny like the first time you go out and try a new sport you're not going to be very good at exactly. it like, but if you keep at it which sounds hilarious and I'm telling you just keep practicing but <laughs> I mean that in like the 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 sweetest way, you know. I think yeah. I do think that the more you guys get comfortable, the more normal it'll feel. And honestly, my husband and I, we still have awkward kisses where I like we kiss sometime and I'm like, that was weird. We need to try that again. Uh, we need to talk. What about, about this. you, and Josh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like you, you. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Give it another shot. Talk about it. And hey, maybe ask some girlfriends. Be like, okay, wait, what was your first kiss like? And get more comfortable knowing that everybody struggles with it okay so can you tell us you and josh's first kiss story oh our first kiss story okay i mean ours is like kind of scandalous but i'll be honest with the podcast you know we had a first kiss on our first date so there it is wow yeah sparks were flying (laughs) you know i don't know what the right way to go about it is people ask often should you wait until marriage to have your first kiss I'm like uh I don't know my opinion is maybe like that it would build up some tension slash I just couldn't imagine but I know that people have had awesome experiences so I need to have some more conversations with those people but you know right way to go about it wrong way as long as you're staying pure and you kind of create boundaries I don't know wait okay so there's that I think it's great I think I think you're so right. I think it's a personal decision. And um, I think that, again, comparison, don't compare your journey and your story to other people. And I think that kissing can can be scandalous, but it can be really sweet and simple and not have to be this like crazy thing. So our first kiss was. Well, you guys, if you know our story, we like met we were living in different cities. We met had like our first date. We'd been talking for a few days, but then we had our first date in person and we spent like the next few days together and it was a snowstorm. And so we were going 
sledding and oh we had hung out with my one of my other friends like the night before and they were like when are you gonna kiss her my friends are so annoying (laughs) (laughs) and so then like that night after I was like I hope he doesn't kiss me because he feels pressure too so then the next day we were in the car and we were getting ready to go sledding and he was like oh oh my goodness that was so funny when Emily was like asking if I was like gonna kiss you or something and I was like yeah and then we did talk about it again. And then when we got back in the car, we like changed clothes to go sledding. And he was like, I can't remember. Can that. I kiss you? He didn't say, can I kiss you? He was like, oh, and one more thing. And then he like kissed you or something like that. I can't remember. One exactly. more thing. That's a classic. One more thing. Yeah. Okay. And so you like, guys like basically kissed on like what? The second or third time you were with each other? Second or third day hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, also- I was old. I was old. Yeah. Well, also, me and Josh did also talk for like, we actually probably, we didn't go on a, our first actual date, we had our first kiss, but we talked for like two or three months before our first date. Barely. You guys barely texted. You weren't talking. You yeah. Y'all were like FaceTiming. Okay, you guys yeah. had like a random text every now and again. Okay, you can't yeah. lie with me. I know everything. Okay. Well, like I knew. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. We met. I should have said we met. We met. I always like I'm like making stuff up like about my dating. Like I don't remember because yeah. it was so long ago. So sometimes it gets blurry. Okay. But what happened was we met. What I meant to say is we met and then we didn't, we met like two months before our first kiss. And there was like a couple exchanges of communication before that. Yes. It wasn't like we just like flung on each other when we first met each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got it. Okay. But anyways, first kisses are really. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say Tyler and I's first kiss was, was great, but I, we had both kissed other people before. So we both knew a little bit what we were doing and it wasn't, and then it, it was like good. And then our next kisses were better and better, better. So I think yeah. that's a distinction to make. Like it was a, it wasn't like fireworks, but it was a good kiss. And then later it was better, better, better. Yeah. Honestly, you can like just, you know, the whole, as long as you are attracted to them, we made this point. As long as you're attracted to them, your chemistry, it, it can improve. You know, I actually think that like you might, like, it does improve. Like 100% it will improve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 We can't also – we can't make our decisions of, like, who our future husband is just because of, like, he was a better kisser than somebody else or something. You know, you, you give it space to get better when you yeah. are attracted to them and you, like, think they're good for you, you know? Yeah. Kissing feels like such a big deal when you're dating and, and other things. And then when you're married – you don't, I mean, we kiss, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're like, having you don't like think sessions. about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just different. It's different. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I, you know, my dad listens to the podcast. I'm so sorry, dad. I know. <laughs> I love yeah. you. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. And all, per usual, Josh is like one room over. And I'm like, there's so many things I would say if he wasn't one room over. So it's probably for the best. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> all right, you guys. We're really excited for this episode. It is awesome. And we'll just jump into it. We are so excited to jump into this conversation. We are going to be talking about quitting comparing. And I remember when we first um, were outlining the dating Devo, we just knew, we knew 
comparison had to be a part of the conversation. It's funny because I do feel like just on this podcast and in other studies and things we've written and done, we've talked a lot about comparison because if we're being honest, uh, a lot of us struggle with this. I think today, probably more than ever, as we have such visibility to like everybody's lives all of the time, you know, we're like, I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody's on a European vacation right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I not on one? Or, you know, somebody just renovated their cute little kitchen and I'm like, oh no, mine is just a hot mess. Or maybe the way I look or the weight I lost or whatever it is, it's so easy to compare ourselves. And when it comes to relationships, this is even more important to talk about because we're talking about our future husband, somebody that we're going to run a race with, life with, do do kingdom stuff with. And it's important to find somebody that's best for you and not maybe best for a friend or Yeah, it can just really suck the life out of your single years. And so we're excited to talk about it, to dig into it, and all the things. We're going to address three reasons why it's the most detrimental in your single and dating years. And we're going to bring in some scripture. We're going to look at what Jesus says about it, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I think the truth is that comparison is probably the biggest cause of discontentment and singleness. It's often when we start comparing our timeline and our current relationship status to the people around us or the people we see on Instagram where discontentment just starts to burn even brighter. And so I think it's really important to notice and to recognize where comparison is coming into kind of your whole thinking around relationships. Because I think often, if we're all honest, comparison is pretty much always there, but it's rare that we bring it to the surface and acknowledge it for what it is and recognize it for what it is. And so Mm -hmm. part of this, I think, is just recognizing where comparison is sneaking into your mind and into your heart. You know, like, who are the people that you constantly find yourself comparing to? Uh, what relationships do you constantly find yourself comparing your relationship to? And I don't know, just as I've walked in close friendships with people, I have had to like come to the realization that even though they might be like one of my best friends in the world, like I still find myself comparing to them, comparing myself to them when it comes to relationships or Uh, I find myself like jealous of their season and hating my season. And so I think it's just really important. This whole conversation, it's not even just about overcoming the comparison, but I think sometimes the first step is just recognizing the comparison. It's not often that we take the time to just do like a little audit of our heart and of our lives and go, okay, where is this seeping in? And how is it even controlling and affecting my mind and heart, my heart without me even knowing? And so- Hopefully this conversation just highlights maybe where you have let comparison sneak in and you didn't even know it. Yes, I know I was definitely so unaware at times, especially even in our relationship. You know, I always say Mac and I had this like awesome opportunity to really like grow up together. We met in college and then spent every day together in the delight office and that was literally like one room and we shared every little bit of our lives and our social lives and everything together. And it was the sweetest thing ever because we know doing life with friends is the best. But 
it was so easy to to compare and especially compare our our dating lives just because that was like, you know, you're 20, what, 22, 23 when you graduate college. And that's like kind of one of the main things on your mind and in your life outside of like faith and work and family and everything else. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I was going to say, I think it's interesting too, because comparison isn't something only reserved for singleness or only reserved for like dating and relationships. Like comparison can even find its way into marriage. And so that's why I think it's important to like see it now and recognize it now. It's funny, actually, yesterday we were recording a podcast with our two husbands and the podcast was about marriage. And it was just so hilarious how often we were different, (laughs) you know, like the way that Tyler and I do things are so different than the way that Ken's and Josh do things. And uh, this is so funny, but like one thing that Ken's and Josh do, and I know several other couples do is like have regular date nights. They never miss. They have one every single week. And Mm -hmm. uh, I remember in my early days of marriage being like, we have to have a date night, like, because that's all I knew of what other people had done. It's like, Tyler, we have to have a date night. We have to have a date night. And honestly, date nights just don't really work for us in our season of life and our kind of schedule. And it was kind of this realization for me, even just yesterday, we were talking about it of like, there was definitely a season where I felt insecure that we weren't managing to make date night work every week. And then Mm -hmm. also, but then realizing, okay, wait, I think I finally gave myself the freedom to realize that the way my relationship is, is different. And we go about maybe the same thing in a different way. And that's okay. And that's what works for us. And so I think in my life, even in my marriage, there have been times where I've let comparison cause stress and worry and anxiety that didn't need to be there (laughs) because (laughs) my relationship didn't need to add up to the way that Ken's and Josh do their relationship. And So I think dealing with comparison in your singleness and in dating and in engagement, no matter what season you are in, it's just going to better prepare you for marriage down the future or down the road when maybe you are in that forever relationship. And the healthiest thing you can do for your relationship is, yes, learn from other people and grow with other people, but also allow freedom and room for your relationship to look different Mm -hmm. and, and define what really works for you. And so... That's That's why I think this is important too, is being able to recognize it and being able to like kind of stop its power now, which will then help you in future relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was one of the first things we were going to point out is why comparison is so detrimental to your dating life and your singleness is, is simply the friendship piece. Like your friendships outside of dating. Um, and You know, even just taking that example, date night, the conversations without comparison can look so different from when the comparison is a part of it. So, for example, date night, you know, she was like from the very start, wasn't comparing herself to about the date night thing. She probably would have been like so much more engaged. Oh, my gosh. How was date night? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) Where did you go? What did you do? You know, you see the the like positive the like excitement like in conversation about it I'm not saying I needed this from you Mac just an example (laughs) versus though versus like okay we're just like not really gonna talk about date night until like maybe one day I like figure out how to like not compare and experience freedom there and I say that because there's and I remember early on between the two of us there's just so many little moments we get to the office and we talk about our weekend and catch up and a conversation that could have been like so life-giving like 
you know, maybe Mac being like, oh, yeah, I met a, or I saw a guy from afar at church. He was super cute. I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe ask like two kind of like pessimistic questions and I'm guarded and weird about it. Versus being like, wait, no way. Oh my gosh, okay. Does he love the Lord? Oh my gosh, wait, what do he look like? Oh my gosh, is he cute? Like getting so like engaged and excited. The conversations just look so different. I know as I'm talking about this right now, there's so many of you who can probably think of like the moments that you shot like something down or you wish you were more positive about it or encouraging. Yeah. And little by little, it does affect your friendships, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Okay, can we just talk about the fact that when this moment, I don't, we've all had this experience and maybe you're going through this right now, but you know, one of your best friends starts dating somebody and suddenly the friendship changes and like you find yourself like this is your girl, your go-to like Friday night hangout friend. And suddenly like they're ditching you because they have this new boyfriend and they're all excited. And at first you're so excited for them. You're, you're getting all the details And then maybe after a few weeks, a few months, they're spending more time with the boyfriend than they are with you. And this can be such a hard thing. Oh my goodness, this can be so difficult. I went through this with so many of my friends and it's so easy to start seeing yourself as the victim in the situation and to start seeing your friend as the enemy because they're ditching you and they're spending all this time with their boyfriend and how could they? Don't they know that you can't ditch your friends when you get a boyfriend and all the things? And we've all been there. We've all had these conversations. But I think that this is just a really beautiful moment to pause and to stop and to like, get yourself out of the way and to just celebrate your friend and be excited for your friend. There will come a time when your friend is going to like cool down off of the hype of her new relationship and realize that she desperately needs her girlfriends. And just so just keep pursuing her, keep like being excited for her, keep celebrating her. I've talked to just so many girls and I know this because I remember this. It's like, you start finding reasons to not like the guy, to not like your friend's boyfriend or to not like your friend's new guy she's hanging out with. And sometimes they're valid. Sometimes they're not great guys, but sometimes they're awesome guys. And (laughs) you just are dealing with like a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of comparison. And so would you challenge yourself just to celebrate your friend, celebrate her new relationship? Because I promise you, your friend will come back around. And rather than having this like, weird, awkward dynamics to deal with and to have to sort through, you get to pick up your friendship right where you left off. And so I just did that wrong. A lot of times I would like, kind of like make my friend know that I was disappointed in her, that she stopped hanging out with me a little bit. And then I would also, you know, make it known the things I didn't like about her new boyfriend. And that, and I would honestly usually do it in like a Christian way. I'd be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. like, I'm just worried about you. Like, is he this or is he this? But I knew what I was doing. I was just jealous. I was just jealous of like this exciting season for her. And I regret those moments and wish that I could have gone about those differently. And I know how difficult it is. It's, It's just such a bummer when you're the single one and you're still single and your friends are getting new boyfriends and you're like, oh, who do I hang out with? But I promise you there are other single girls out there too that you can continue to build friendships with. And those friendships of people who are in relationships, they're not going anywhere. They might just have a few weeks or months where they're wrapped <laughs> up 
But I promise you, they come back. They come back around. Yeah. And they need those good friendships in the midst of new budding relationships. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, shoot, this is me. I feel like I shut everything down. I wasn't encouraging to my friend or it's really, it's me. I'm taking ownership of this right now. I really want to encourage you. You have a second chance right now to pick up the phone after this podcast or FaceTime her and just like ask about a relationship. Wait, oh my gosh, how's it going? Say something, bring it up again, resurface the conversation and be excited for her and see how the thing, everything changes and see how, see how the relationship is mended, the friendship, but then see how much relief and freedom and weight is lifted off of your own shoulders through that conversation yeah I think you'll really find that to be true so yeah it's true I was hanging out with a girlfriend the other day and she was we had been walking through this season where she had been telling me about how difficult it had been because a lot of her friends were kind of really not on board with who she was dating because they had kind of gone through a breakup and it had been kind of a rough patch but um but they were like back together better than ever excited to keep going and she was like it's just really hard because I feel like my friends are still so mad at him and upset with him and I don't know how to like be friends with them while I'm trying to pursue this relationship and then she started telling me about uh a new friend of hers who had started dating someone and she was like, I don't know, it just feels a little fast and all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You know, (laughs) like, I was like, you're wanting your friends to celebrate your relationship and to trust you in their relationship. And you are doing exactly to this girl what, you know, you don't want your friends to do to you. And so I think it's just, I think it's just so important as girls. I get it. Sometimes our friends are dating the wrong guy and, and that's really hard. But oftentimes, like we talked about, it's just our own kind of insecurity or just like comparison getting in the way of like, wait, why are they celebrating him and not my boyfriend or whatever? And so absolutely, I think it just takes a lot of maturity and honesty. And those are good, good moments for your friendships when you can get through those hard seasons. Yes, absolutely. Yay. I'm so excited to see so many relationships kind of blossom through this. It's going to be I just put on my soapbox a little about (laughs) that one, didn't I? I got hot. I got hot. I love it. But the reality is, is, and I love the position that you're in, Mac, because Mac really was like, (laughs) she always jokes because I say like, I was single till I was 28 too. But, you know, I low-key like did date people all the time and that must have been really annoying. She's sitting in the shoes of like, no, I for sure saw so many friends and this is how I did it so I love it um but also at the same time Mac is like really confident in her own life path and decisions to a fault (laughs) sometimes where she's like yeah "Yeah, I don't care what you're doing anyways and so (laughs) we can listen oh my gosh a little inside scoop yeah that's that's true um okay so the second reason why it's so detrimental to our dating lives is this and this one's really huge Mm -hmm. and why we need to talk about it is because if we continue to compare ourselves to our friends and our friends relationships we'll end up with someone that's not so good Mm -hmm. for you and i say you with emphasis emphasis because the truth is is like you and your friend are going to end up with two, should end up with two completely different people Mm -hmm. because, you know, God's plan for your life is so specific and unique to you. Your giftings, your calling, your, your life path 
is just different from your friends. Even for Mac and I, like, even though we do the same things with our lives, <laughs> at least in like the ministry pocket of things, our lives are still so different because we have different personalities and we have yeah. different needs and we have different desires and passions and things like that. And, you know, the guy that Mac was supposed to end up with was going to be so different than the guy that I was supposed to end up with just because of how it was going to complement our personalities and how he was going to help us and uh, our cheerleader and love on us and where areas we needed love and to run this race with and to do, yeah, missional things with. And it's just going to look so different. And if yeah. I would have chosen, if I would have been comparing myself to Mac the whole way through our single lives, I would have ended up maybe with somebody that, that, that Mac would have, should have mm. been with. And that's terrible, obviously, because I'm supposed to be with the person I'm called to yeah. be with. And so, yeah, I think that it's really important to, like, get rid of comparison for this reason alone, because, like, you'll have more clarity. You really will. Yeah. You'll have more clarity of, like, who's best for for you, who God's calling you to. And that might mean that he's not as cute. It might not mean that he's <laughs> not making as much money. It might mean that he's not as spiritually elite. He might not be in the biggest influencer like your friend's boyfriend is or whatever, you know. I think we got to get comfortable with like, you know, if my if my boyfriend is 10 times less hot than Max, then I'm okay with it because I yeah. know that I'm supposed to be with this person, you know? Yeah, it's really true. It's, I love it. I love it. Like, Josh and Tyler could not be more different. They're so different from each yeah. other. And even though Ken's and I, we're very different, but we have a lot of similarities. And I love that, you know, we both ended up with the people that were right for us. And there were definitely, like, seasons of my life where I remember liking guys. And I think it was just because of, like, of, comparison because of being like oh well my friend likes this person and maybe I need a guy like that and and just like being like what am I doing after a few weeks or months and I think it's I think it's true that you'll sometimes end up with a guy that's maybe not right for you and then sometimes I think you end up settling because of comparison and I know for me this was a big thing like I was just at that stage in my life where I was looking around all of my friends were either married or in serious relationships and I was just like okay I'm the only single girl so therefore I need to get unsingle so therefore <laughs> I will pick the next thing that drops in my lap and I remember actually before I met Tyler there were a couple of guys that I very, very seriously considered dating who I knew were ultimately not right for me. And I was like this close to dating them and this close to being in a relationship with them. And, you know, maybe like, maybe it wouldn't have been the most detrimental thing, but I knew that it wasn't right. And I knew that it was just a waste of my time because I just got to this point where I was like, I want a relationship so, so, so bad. And I was this close to just picking one so that I could like feel like everybody else and not feel like an outcast and not feel lonely anymore. And I'm so, so, so glad that I, mm -hmm. I didn't enter into those relationships because it left me open for the right relationship, which was with Tyler. And then it also just left me confident in what I was actually looking for. And who I was looking for was not these feelings of non-peace. Like I just was like forcing things because I wanted to be like my friends who were in relationships. And when I finally met Tyler, it was the peace that I had been looking for 
And it was better than any other relationship if I would have like picked one before just that I could not be single like the rest of my friends. And so I think sometimes just like the fact that all of our friends are in relationships is our biggest comparison. And so then we just end up settling for the wrong guy so that we don't have to feel alone and so that we feel like we're in the same life phase as everybody else. And I'll just tell you, it's not worth it. It's so worth it to wait for God's unique timing in your life for the right guy and the guy that just makes the sense and gives you the peace. So, yes, absolutely. The dating Devo in this chapter actually kind of like helps you, you you know, the whole dating Devo is a workbook style. So there's like areas you can fill in and answer questions and things like that. And I love this chapter because it has some areas where you can even like jot down things that you about you, your identity, your life calling, who's best for you. If you're if you're just needing more clarity around this, maybe you hear us talk about this and you're like, oh, but I don't even know like the difference of like, maybe you've been so caught up in comparison for so long. You've been, maybe it's like looked like settling. Maybe it's looked like dating people that just aren't right for you. And you need to really just like rewind and figure this out for yourself. I'd really encourage you to actually get the study and like, actually work through it because I think you'll find a lot of clarity in the midst of that. So, um, yes. Okay. Then the third reason why this is so detrimental to our dating lives, and this is probably the biggest one. Well, no, they, they're all important. <laughs> <laughs> we all just struggle with them in different ways. But the third is that honestly, comparison will just simply suck the life out of your singleness. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. It just will. It'll make it like 10 times more miserable. In the study, we looked at the scripture story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. The story that encompasses this mindset of a kingdom mindset a Christ-like mindset of abundance, Mm -hmm. meaning that God can have somebody really amazing for your best friend. And he can also have someone really amazing for you. And, you know, this conversation needs to happen too, because I think there's a lot of people that are like, all the good guys are taken. All the Christians Mm -hmm. are taken. Everybody's gone. There's nothing left for me. And we've (laughs) been that for so long. And yeah. It's just a lie. It's not true. Some God has someone amazing for you. Um, and it's a kingdom mindset that we have to have. Sure, if we live in, in a part of the world, we're going to be thinking that way. But if we put on the eyes of Christ and the mind of Christ, we're going to live this life of abundance that we see in John 6. And um, the story, it starts off with this moment where Jesus is with his disciples and they're just hanging out after a long day of ministry and they look and all these people had actually been following them. Jesus at the time had gotten really popular for all the miracles and all the things he was doing. And it was lunchtime. They were hungry and they probably wanted to rest, but they're like, Oh wow, everybody's here. We're going to feed everybody. And there's this sweet boy who approached them and he actually offered his lunch to them or to Jesus. And he was like, I only have, you know, five small barley loaves and, and two little fish. And, but this is what I have. I'll give it to you. And Jesus takes it and he, he multiplies it as we know that Jesus took this tiny offering and then fed all 5,000 people there. Plus there were even 12 baskets of food left over. So we know that this boy who was so generous to offer his little lunch ate far more than, than the lunch he originally probably even started with. 
Um, I know this story is about like a lunch and we're talking about relationships, but I think the same is really true. I think that this moment of like just multiplication is how the kingdom of God works. Like it's how he's going to work in your life as you're following Christ. He takes our little like insecure hearts, anything that we're willing to give, and then he's going to provide so much more to those around you and plenty more for you too. And gosh, if I think if we take part in this in our singleness, we'll see so much God move in so many different ways. And it might not look like boys just flooding your front door, but it's going to look like relief, friendships, freedom, and also the desires of your heart. And I think tangibly what this actually can look like in our lives and how we partake in this like multiplication kingdom mindset is we have to learn how to celebrate our friends. You know, that's the little we have. That's our little lunch. We're like, okay, I'm just going to decide. I'm making the decision right here now to like show up for them and to cheer them on in this season, even when I'm like super, super single. I mean, we kind of already talked about that at the beginning of what it actually looks like to like not shut down conversations and be pessimistic, but to encourage them. But even further, it's celebrating them, Mm. throwing a party, showing up at their house, sending them an encouraging text. I don't know what you can do, but actually celebrating them. And then second, it's, you know, ultimately it's taking your eyes off of yourself, just like this kid in the story, you know, he wasn't caring so much about his hunger and his needs, but he was looking for the needs of others and serving others first. And I think this is also really tangible in our dating lives. I think that we can like offer the little like dating advice we have to our friends. I think we can offer the extra time we have because we have extra time. We can offer the extra, extra love because we have extra love to give. And simply just taking your eyes off of your needs and stepping into a life of like way more abundance through self or through um, serving and loving on your friends. Yeah. 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 Um, So I think this is really exciting. And the reality is, is if we get stuck in comparison, it's going to suck the life out of us when really we can have abundant life in this mindset. And that is what is so cool is like, we don't, we get to date with Jesus, which means that it is dating with abundance. It's not a scarcity mindset of like, okay, well, if my friend gets a boyfriend, that means that like, that's one less guy for me. In the kingdom of God, when we give God our little, he multiplies it into ways that we couldn't even imagine or fathom. And he blesses other people through what little we give him. And so I think that that's just a really cool mindset to take into your dating life of like, how can I see everybody else's like win in dating also as a chance just for me to celebrate them and celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives and celebrate that in the kingdom of God, there is always abundance. There's not this scarcity mindset. And I love that reminder because I think when you're tempted to compare, it's just, okay, how can I instead celebrate, celebrate this other person, celebrate what God is doing and still have faith and trust that like God will move in my story too. I love that mindset. I think it's really, really important. And next week, I know we're talking more about starting to look for evidence of how God is actually moving in your story. And so I think that conversation will pair really well for you. And yeah, I would just say like, if you're single, obviously comparison is going to be so important and so big and 
we understand how hard it can be to compare yourself to people who aren't single. And then if you're in a relationship, again, it's so important to stop comparing because you'll maybe rush your relationship or you're maybe like bicker at your partner or whatever, because they are like not living up to your friend's boyfriend. And that when we stop comparing, we, we just leave freedom in our relationships for them to grow as they should and not like force them along so that we fit the mold of what other people are doing. And so I think no matter what season you're in, in your dating journey, this is such an important conversation. Yes. Okay. So it's sounding like you guys got some homework to do. Maybe you have to call a friend, FaceTime them, (laughs) resurface the conversation, make it more life-giving. Maybe some of you need to get that dating diva. You need to figure out like who's best for you and grow more confident in that. And then some of you guys need to just like draw some ways you can celebrate your friends or you can show up for people in your life right now. I really think one of the best ways, I mean, we started off this episode saying, first, you got to identify where the comparison's coming from. So do that. And then second to that is take action with it and don't just sit back mm-hmm. at home and sulk. Wait, sulk? Sulk. 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 <laughs> And, and honestly, what the isolation of comparison and just continue to grow more like bitter and numb, but take action in it and shop for people. So you guys got some homework to do. I'm excited for how this will shift your singleness and then absolutely how it's going to shift onto the rest of your life and your dating life and your marriage. So, so much more to come. Stay tuned. We've got more. As you know, the dating series continues and it just gets better and better. So we'll catch you next week for another episode for the girl.